This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans and tell him he should listen to the podcast. This is episode 22 of the Harmonious Gentleman. If you think about it, that's 19 plus 3. Yeah. That's a big deal. My name's Chris. I'm Graham. I'm Peter. Oh, and I'm Tyler. Oh, I got sorry, Tyler. I beat you. I thought I thought we were going around in a circle. Here, the order right? is kind of everything in this yeah. podcast. Whoops, I, I totally messed I'm going to switch your inputs with Tyler's input. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to be invited back now. This no. is my last episode. Or I'm not going to be invited yeah. back. You never know. Well, there's some ambiance, ambiance. Uh, we're recording by a roaring fire right. with some background music on an evening when schools have been closed. As of like two hours ago. Travel has been limited. Right. Borders may be the next to close mm-hmm. because of COVID-19. So we're here to talk about fear and despair. <laughs> <laughs> that was our idea. That was our plan before all this happened. Yeah. And so it's just kind of working out. Yeah. Um, Peter, do you feel despair? You know, it depends if I have this existential dread that's just uh, interrupting my day. And usually when I'm cleaning, I hate cleaning. Right. So that's what our listeners can't see is the <laughs> smile on his face as he's talking about despair. <laughs> and we're not taking this lightly, but it, it makes for good talking points. Yeah. Maybe, uh, Tyler, there's quite an email this week, I think, before we jump into our talk. Yeah. So um, I think on our last episode, we read an email from Tim Alien, and we uh, read that on the the episode, but we never actually replied to him. But he replied to us talking about it on the podcast, and he said, I was able to make it through your last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. That's good. Yeah. And, that narrows and appreciated it down the show down. I hope for your sake that the extraterrestrial extra bump takes you over the top. But you should know that most of the extras that fly in my part of the galaxy are waiting for a real extra to be interviewed. A helpful tip. It sounds like Connor should be available now that your planet is in peril. (laughs) (laughs) The growth mindset conversation was interesting, but if you're looking to really advance yourselves as a human race, you should spend time studying the Jedi mindset. Mm -hmm. Now those guys have it figured out. Here's one tip. Recite the Jedi mantra to yourself throughout the day. And do you guys know it? I'm, I can't wait to learn it right no. now. Okay. <laughs> there is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. There is I, no practical effects. There is CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I those especially encourage all those crazies buying shopping carts filled with toilet paper to embrace this wisdom. Live long and prosper. Tim Alien, a.k.a. Sugar Water Guy. Hmm. P.S. No coronavirus up here, so start saving up for Elon's, another extraterrestrial you should interview, SpaceX. Thank like you, that. Tim. Man, That's good. Yeah. It is good. These emails. Though, though I'm not sure if I have enough uh, metachlorians in my system mm-hmm. to be able to recite the Jedi <laughs> yeah. mantra. So <laughs> yeah, it does help you memorize things. Yeah. So thanks, Tim. Anytime you want to shoot the show an email, that's great. Um, I wonder if we could arrange to talk to Tim live or record yeah, or even it. like, I don't know if he'd have access to Skype or something. We could anonymous yeah. call episode. Yeah. Yeah. Speech to text. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, we have lots to talk about as we sit by the fire. Hmm. Um, let's maybe recommend some things to each other in a wholesome way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend uh, rap music, a specific artist named R.A.P. Ferreira. So rap Ferreira. And this is interesting. His rap, R.A.P., those are his initials. Um, Mm -hmm. His name is Rory Allen Philip Ferreira. (laughs) So his actually. His name is Rap. Rap Ferreira. But no, I've actually really liked this guy for a number of years. He goes on by a few different names. So like if you looked up Milo or Scallops Hotel, um, or Rap Ferreira. You'd There's find a good chance I would him. never have looked up any of those things. No, but <laughs> yeah, he's kind of <laughs> lesser known, but there'll be some on this. You'll hear it in, in the background, maybe mm. some. He's uh, Point it out when it comes out. I will. Well, it'll be the only rap oh, okay. in the playlist. But um, pretty mellow, a lot of poetry, philosophical lyrics, nerd lyrics, not gangster rap. Hmm. Cool. You could listen to it. Canadian? Almost anywhere. It's not perfectly clean, but um, On the bus without smart. headphones? Oh, okay. Yeah, so even if you're not a rap fan, check it out. You may appreciate it. Cool. Okay. Rap Ferreira. Rap Ferreira, that's cool. I uh, recently got a new iPhone, and I've been a Samsung guy for like six years, so it's weird to go back to the Apple world, but with my phone came a subscription to Apple Plus TV for free, and there's not that many shows on it, but one that is is called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet which is a terrible title, but it's a show about uh, video game creators from the makers of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Community, and it's mm. quite awesome. I think it's rated 18A. There's some language that's pretty much it. Oh, but so Peter can't watch it, but Peter, the rest of us can. I'd say avoid, but <laughs> yeah. besides the language, it's one, and it's not even like a lot of language. It's just choice words at certain times, but otherwise kind of funny. The Like mockumentary style? Mockum- uh, no, not really, no. Cool. But cool. I watched a movie that's my favorite movie of the, of last year now. Even though it's 2020, it's my favorite movie in 2019. Because it came out in 2019. But I saw all the good ones. I saw Irishman and Marriage Story and Ugly Dolls movie and all the good ones. But this one, that was a joke, by the way, because that's not a good movie. <laughs> I never heard of Ugly Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Did I, um, the new Star Wars. No, it's uh, called, you've seen it, Chris, called Knives Out. Yeah, it's great. You recommended it. Awesome. Yeah, so good. Like, we were blown away. And, uh, yeah, I won't say anything else about it. Just, it's awesome. Go see it. It's original. The cast is amazing. The writing is fantastic. Keeps you guessing. Yeah. Though, don't eat right beforehand. No, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Although I did. Oh. <laughs> I actually had ramen, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I think I was eating during. <laughs> but it's really good. Knives out. Watch it. It's amazing. Amazing. Peter. My uh, recommendation, though, this is a heavier one, but it's the book Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, and it's a, a podcast as well, but it's basically um, the whole, like, he's one of the reporters that broke the Harvey Weinstein investigation, and so this hmm. book is uh, uh, basically all of his reporting and all that went into it and all the, um, like, 
that they're like there are actually people like spying on him and other reporters and how that whole thing worked out. It's a fascinating. This book is about the Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Oh, research. Okay. Yeah. What does the term catch and kill refer to? So uh, a lot of times uh, people like uh, Weinstein and other like uh, powerful individuals, they will if they hear somebody who is uh, reporting a story against them, they will have. Uh, a newspaper company that they've put a lot of money into buy that story and not report it. Yeah. And so, wow. so Weinstein got away from uh, um, having a lot of these reportings about all the, the um, abuse that uh, he's done. And since by just of- buying the story. Yeah. And, but yeah, like he was convicted for 23 years, I think by yeah. New York. Did uh, the breaking but- of that story help in his conviction? Uh, it, yes, well, definitely yes, uh, but, uh, of him, of people placing charges against him, but yeah. like the yeah, people, that's what I meant, the yeah. people that are interviewed, I mean, that are not interviewed, um, the people that were in the court, uh, that witness against Weinstein, I don't think were the same people that were in the original articles, mm. Uh, the journalistic articles, wow. but it's a yeah really good book, and the podcast based off of the book is a summary of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Rap Ferreira, Raven's Face, Banquet, <laughs> Mythic Quest, <laughs> Platter of Destiny, Knives Out, and Catch and Kill by uh, Ronan Farrow. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Out of all those four, I think I'm going to watch Knives Out again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, as we laugh and enjoy ourselves, let's get real. Yeah. And uh, lots been going on in this world. A lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of answers. Crazy times. It is, really. I'll try and pick a sad jingle to close this segment. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Set the mood. So in Soren Kierkegaard's classic philosophy book, The Sickness Unto Death, he makes this case that despair is the cause of people not realizing the angst that they are in on a daily basis. And for people to actually know that they are living, they need to be in this deep sense of despair. Uh, He also talks about that idea in books like Fear and Trembling and uh, Either Or, like this this sort of dread that we all have to experience as human beings. Have you guys read any of those books? I'm just going to grab my thesaurus, play that back, and... uh... I think you just put me into despair. (laughs) See if any of that checks out. Oh man! So say that again. So like no wait 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 wait. Sum up. So so basically. (laughs) So sum up short. But it is actually quite helpful. So like Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard said that we don't actually know who we are as human beings unless if we have a certain sense mm-hmm. of angst okay. of of that like life is uh, um, in many ways not pointless necessary but, but like m- nasty brutish in short yeah like when we entertain ourselves we are trying to escape the reality of life and so he right. he makes this argument that for us to really live we need to know anguish and despair. Uh, mm. But we don't stay within that despair. Um, 
I noticed uh, a similar thesis um, in the very popular work, uh, <laughs> Disney and Pixar's Inside Out. That's <laughs> where I um, thought you were going. But. <laughs> but, 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 but really, though, right? No? Yeah, no, Isn't you're right. Really about accepting like sadness. You, like yeah. the there's whole, a little bit of the blue ball mixed with the green yes. ball. Yeah. Peter, you laugh all you want. But that is totally <laughs> Kierkegaard, Peter. I, 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 totally I still think everybody should read A Sickness Unto Death, though. Like, well, that was the original a, title of Inside Out. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't no, 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 not at no. all. Like, I almost did believe no. you. Though. <laughs> yeah. But hey, a week ago, we were thinking of a podcast topic, and we were talking about, be interesting to do one about fear, about panic, about... Anxiety. Yeah, anxiety in the right. midst of some things that we knew were happening in the world. And now those things have kind of come right to our front door. So, right. I think we were talking about at that point, the virus was in the news and, yep. but in Alberta, the economy has been in the news as well. And mm-hmm. American politics are going on. There's lots in the world to make us think about these things, but kind of over the last few days, it's all ramped up kind of all of those things actually have all ramped up. Um, if you're, we don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but just tonight, a few hours ago, um, the Alberta kind of like the top doctor announced that all public schools are going to be closed Yeah, in Alberta indefinitely. So that was the big shocker. Sunday, March 15th as of right now. Right. And we'll try and get this out pretty quick yeah. for you guys to listen to it. But yeah. And it is interesting to see how people react to this, like, um, how this news is unfolding. Like, um, have you seen the movie uh, Melancholia? It's a, uh, it has some crudeness in it, so I'm not, yeah. Watch We're not recommending, yeah, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, it's actually split into two parts uh, be, between two sisters. Uh, one sister is having this wonderful life. Uh, uh, she has it easy. And then they have these uh, news reports that uh, Meteor is coming to Earth and everything is going to be destroyed. And she just falls apart. Uh, but then her sister, who is always depressed and miserable all the time, finally starts like like relax and, mm. and uh, actually live. And it is fascinating comparing mm. these two different personalities with this uh, life-threatening situation. And so when I see these news reports, I, it seems very similar that like people, mm. some people are freaking out and some right. people are actually more the minority, but some people are actually kind of relaxed like by Resigned it. to their fate kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you mentioned earlier, just like we're all taking a pause right now. Like everyone's taking this, worldwide collective like moment together right like we're not we're all focusing the same thing at the exact same time which when does that happen in our lifetime right right it has well, like world wars maybe like maybe yeah yeah 9 11 yeah. maybe but i think maybe yeah you know, spencer said on the my uh youngest son today he said he was pretty disappointed he's in grade 12 so this is a big year for him with graduation and school trips and knowing that all these things are canceled and he said today i was in my car realizing i could be going to fight world war three but really, I'm just going to have to sit on my couch for a couple months. Well, like, he does have the best social 30 teacher of all time. That is true. So he's missing out on some of that. No, That's but. probably a little <laughs> bit of a sadness could be directly related to that. Yeah. I, I think the last time we had this much craziness was when uh, uh, season eight of Game of Thrones failed. Yeah. And everybody was <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this, is, this isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> A run on toilet paper. Speaking Which despair, I haven't man. seen that show, of course. Well, if any <laughs> listeners have and, and you don't agree with that uh we'll, we'll chat but <laughs> yeah 
So, Peter, you mentioned uh, a movie, Melancholia. Is that what it was called? Well, um, where there were, there's kind of two reactions to um, an event, like a, an event that could be scary or, or dangerous looking. Um, with the coronavirus, I feel like it's a little bit different, but I'm wondering what you guys, how you feel kind of with those two ends of the spectrum, like um, terrified or um, or on the other end, kind of like just, is it freeing? Is it, do you have no cares in the world? Mm. Do you think this is the time to live your life? Or is this the time to stock up on toilet paper and mm. hand sanitizer and shut yourself up for a couple months? I've been sort of patting myself on the back all week. Like, oh, I'm keeping my cool. Looked at all these people buying all this toilet paper. Like, come on. But I think today was the first time where I had a, a brief moment where it was like, should I go stock up now? Like like an actual, I wouldn't yeah. say a panic moment, but definitely a, I need to go do something differently now. Well, and not because you think you're going to be holed up for two months, no. but because if all the toilet paper is out of the stores, right. what are you going to do? But there will, like those realities are kind of scary now. Yeah. Like not that I have to stock but up for real. a year, build a yeah. bomb shelter, but right. could I go to the store next week and I can't get food for my kids? Like, you know, right. those kinds of things sure. pop into your head a little bit. And yeah. So today, like in a couple hours ago was the first time I actually... Schools were canceled. I thought, okay, that changes my mindset for tomorrow. And then it was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Right. A little bit of step. Yeah. Well, I just think I'm 43 in my lifetime. There's never been something like, you know, uh, 9-11 was a big deal and airlines were closed for a week or whatever, but we recovered pretty quickly into normal business. This is not going to be like that, I don't think. And Mm. so for for like life to shut down like this. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it. This generation. Does it scare you at all? Or is well, it just interesting? It's more like as a father, like and a husband, I need to be like, there's some things I think I do need to do to prepare. And it's on me to, I kind of feel like that, right. Protect certain people. And as a vice principal mm-hmm. in a school, I had that sense for kids tomorrow now that they're not going to be there. So that changes things a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I for sure feel like there's a responsibility there that I've got to kind of man up to or I don't know. Are you focusing right. more on the immediate needs or are you guys kind of after this, the recovery? Has that crossed your mind? Right. Just sort of the, yeah, the, good question. the reality of the economic state of things or has that not really crossed your mind yet or, or not a focus? Yeah, those things don't really concern me. Like it's it's interesting for me because normally I am sort of like the more melancholy individual. Uh, well, you're kind of isolated anyways. You yeah. Just, you just stay in your house and don't yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until we invite you to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only social interactions. I'll probably get coronavirus <laughs> from you guys. And then, uh, but it's like the, the sort of like, uh, uh, issues of our own, like mortality, like people get freaked out about that, but I'm not really that, scared about those things but this is a different sort of situation where like oh I'm a pastor so I do have to care about like other people anyway because mm-hmm. not everybody is in that state not everybody is fine with those uh well and uh, not to own issues. their panic or anxiety but to be there beside them when they're going mm-hmm. through that maybe and and not to cause extra stress for them too no. like uh like if like this is where like my actions can have repercussions, uh, like what if I'm feeling ill and I visit somebody that could be a right. very dangerous thing. So so this has been helpful in causing me to look outward to uh, what other people are dealing with. The thing that kind of causes I wouldn't say fear, but anxiety for me is is like 
my impact on other people, right? Like, and today I hung out with a few people and, uh, yeah, even this weekend, I kind of thought in my head, this might be the last weekend where it's appropriate to hang out with people. Right. Yeah. So I kind of took advantage of that. Yeah. But then in the back of my mind, I have this thought, like, what if tomorrow I have like symptoms now I have to tell those people. Yeah. Right. So like, it's in my mind, it's cause, and I'm not worried about myself getting it. It's more about, um, like I have some relatives or, or people close to me that I'm like, I hope they don't get it. Yeah. Right. Like they'd be vulnerable. And so I think about those things a bit more the last few days. Um, and it's starting maybe to impact my day-to-day life. Yeah. And it will like now that there's no students in school tomorrow. Like well, we're, we're meeting tomorrow morning as a staff and it's like, what are we doing? Like it's, yeah. it's like a totally new path. And they're saying like probably for the rest of the year. Right. Like, has it sunk in that there's three and a half months of this journey that we're going to go on with no kids in that school? It's mind boggling. Well, I, I was telling before you guys right? got here, I told Krista, I said, imagine, like, cause we were talking about it cause my daughter's going to stay home this week and she's not, she's thinks she's going to miss school and it's kind of too bad. But I was talking to my wife about, imagine you were like a single parent working and yeah. you have three kids in school or two couple of kids in school and now they're home. Yeah. Right. Just the, like the financial impact that's going to have on you and the amount of anxiety, like, well, that's where you count on your government services and your, and your people who run things like you, you just really hope that they get that right somehow. You know, yeah. I don't know how. I mean, yeah, yeah even that's stressful. Yeah, right. Well, like, how is that going to work? And even yeah. what you mentioned earlier with the the, the isolation too, mm. uh, that concerns me because most people aren't actually prepared for that. Like for me, I actually most of my days are isolated, um, and that's something I really don't mind. That's just like the way my life is. But most people would actually break down if like yeah. they can't have social interaction, if they can't see their colleagues, if they um, or if they're just with their family all the time, that will probably cause uh, 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 people to kind of unhinge a little bit. And our society is already um, less social than what it should be. And so I do wonder what the the ramifications will be when people can't actually interact with others. Maybe we'll swing the pendulum the other way coming out of this. Right? Hopefully. And we'll push it, it'd be great we'll, if you know? people like start having like more gatherings with others, actually realizing how important of a thing it is. Well, yeah. Everyone will have watched everything on Netflix and <laughs> Disney plus and so, or listen to our podcast. Right. Right. Oh, I hope not. I hope people <laughs> don't listen to these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad news for you, Peter. Oh, oh no, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not fired yet. <laughs> So one of one of my struggles when it comes to like really difficult issues, I do like to joke about it. Like if something is super serious, I I like to try not so much make light of the situation, but like it, when something is really tough, sometimes you just need that uh, emotional release of just to make a joke about it. Are you doing that for yourself or do you think that helps lighten the mood for the room? Oh, I do it for myself. Oh, I don't okay. care about other people. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Because I do that too, but I think I feel like I'm helping to lower the temperature for the whole space. Yeah. That that's that's how I personally handle with difficult situations. Is I try to joke about it, and it's got me in trouble in the past. But like, if I, if I need to emotionally 
adjust to something. That's how I do it. Well, it's tricky, right? Like you really got to know your, your audience and know the context and both you guys are good at it. But like I've, I've been in situations where someone I think is trying to do that, but I'm not, <laughs> but, it doesn't but I'm come like, across that way. that's not appropriate. Right. And well, Ty, you were just talking about how some students this week, um, this, the right, this virus has kind of become like a meme in, in, right. the, in the teenage circles, right? Like there's all kinds of, well, yeah, memes and jokes and, and, sure. and, and we've said a few things to them just, you know, we don't want you to be walking around in fear, Yeah. but there are people who will be directly affected by people maybe dying and yeah so i guess context is key um, well i get upset because i want to be the one making the jokes yeah. <laughs> hey, and you're like, stealing my material <laughs> well and i feel like well i feel like i can like moderate it like to the right level of appropriateness mm. and like still honoring the people who are could be offended by the jokes or whatever yeah but so then when i hear that students or, or even adults not taking it seriously at all, then I feel like, oh, shoot, now I have to make you take this seriously. Right. Right. And I have to be the one who's like, well, remember, this is a serious thing. Yeah. We got to be. Yeah. And it is difficult with joking because people automatically assume that you're not taking it seriously. Yeah. And I, I right. wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's always the case. No, I, it's a coping I, mechanism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you watch a comedian and like, uh, this comedian is uh, talking about really heavy material, making jokes about it, but they're not saying that this material isn't heavy, but they, this is how they're processing through it. And I think yeah, a lot right. of people deal with it that way. One thing that's interesting about this is we're sort of all in it together. Like, I don't know if I've ever experienced something like that before where, something might be difficult for a group of people or, you know, a certain, this is like, Hey, we're all facing this thing together. So like in the world, in the world, like in the yeah. world where that's on everyone's almost everyone's mind. Though yeah. I'll be honest. My original plan when we started the podcast was to start by coughing. Uh, so <laughs> I decided not to do that. How though. are you feeling? <laughs> Besides this dry cough, I'm okay. <laughs> And I have these fevers and these shakes too. I don't know if that's going to be anything, anything big. Just got back from his trip to Asia and he's just going to show stories. <laughs> Sometimes I'll talk to people that I know, um, maybe of an, of an older generation and the sentiment that I sort of, uh, that I hear is that things are worse now than ever. Uh, the world is, is just hitting it, uh, just getting, getting bad. Um, millennials are lazy, awful people. Um, morality is going out the window. Uh, fake news media is poisoning our brains. Uh, things are just worse than ever. Have you, have you guys heard this? No. What are you talking Could about? Could that cause despair? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just heard this and, and may, maybe every generation of every group of people has always heard this. Can I read you a quotation that kind of goes along with this? Oh, yes. The children now love luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority. They show disrespect for elders and love chatter in place of exercise. Twitter. Children are now tyrants, not the servants of their households. They, are, they no longer rise when elders enter the room. That is Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> and he was quoted saying that in 465 oh. BC. No, if you if you read Socrates, he has a point. 
but it's kind of it's always been like that. It's like a lot of people who make those comments don't know anything about history. Like if you look at each generation, it's almost horrific every generation. And we're actually we're actually not too bad. Like I like when I read about uh first read about the fall of the Roman Empire, like that was way more devastating than what we're experiencing now. That mm-hmm. was a collapse of an entire culture um in just a matter of of months. Um we're not experiencing that. Uh, or if you look at histories of flus, like we're, we're doing pretty decent actually because everybody is trying to be on top of it. Uh, so, well, yeah. our, the problems we face now are like obesity, not starvation. And, <laughs> you know, like everybody has kind of what they need in the world. I, yeah. It's a pretty good time to be alive in general. I remember reading the, um, the, theological document the canons of dort uh for the the first time and the the cause of that was all these people in the netherlands dying from battle and war and this entire generation of of trying to recuperate from that so they wrote this document as kind of a a result of that and we do not we don't have situations like that where we have like almost entire generations that are dying off. Like we're, we're pretty fortunate. And so when people talk about our generation is worse than previous ones, I'm like, read a history book for once. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Like, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Shout out to okay. history teachers. Here's, here's a random rant uh, that I drives me crazy. Some of my favorite books are the Harry Potter books. But every time Harry Potter is in the the history uh, classes, they're the most boring and dry classes, and he he sees them as pointless. I'm like, history is not pointless, damn it! Like uh, this oh, rant can brought you to you by Blind Brewery. <laughs> I don't have the technology to bleep that out. No, I can't. I get two bleeps per year. And I've used them. <laughs> he's, he's used them on tie already. <laughs> But, but history is important for us to put things in perspective. Like, things are bad, but they've been just as bad, if not worse, in the past. But in the past, did they it. have kids walking around with one earbud in all the time, even <laughs> when they're in the service industry? <laughs> all right. I love that's, that ties taken on the side of, you know what, maybe it is the yeah, worst time ever. Yeah, I am the ever. old guy who is... <laughs> Seriously, ticked off at the next generation. Avocado toast? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, how can it get worse than that? Craft breweries? Like, like, Come on, you... You whippersnappers. I just can't wait for millennials to have kids and call them something and just, just rip into them. You know, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we are millennials, right? No. Uh, well, not Chris. <laughs> I'm not. In not fact, Chris. I'm the only one in here that doesn't have kids. I so. did. I was like, like, right, like very early millennial, I think I, I count yeah. as. Yeah. No, you're a... Uh, well, I'm a Gen Xer, hippie? man. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hippie at heart, Gen Xer by birth. So, Peter, are, are, maybe we shouldn't be... So down on, on modern times. Maybe things are okay. Maybe we should have some hope. Yeah, like things are obviously not perfect. But the fact that we have scientists who can make vaccines, like, uh, or, or the fact that we have people who try to report facts, or the, the fact that we have all this information technology, like things are actually pretty decent. Like we, we are more prepared to react against... Uh, uh, very devastating scenarios, but 
But the problem yeah. is people are like not trusting any of these important things. They're not trusting the facts that come out or the professionals that tell those. And that's, that's mm. quite dangerous. My grandpa, who is God rest his soul, no longer alive. He really, he lived through world war two and probably, yeah, world war one as a little kid fought in world war two and believed that he was going to see Christ return. Like he, that was just, and he was never like weirdly, um, end times crazy about it. He just thought through the stuff that he had seen, he just thought that he would live to see that. And I wonder if the Christian church has kind of had that. Have they always thought that? Is that kind of just a hallmark of anybody who's ever lived that? Well, these are probably the end times. Is right. that kind of just this what is the people worst think? It's ever this been. is the worst it's That's, ever been. Yeah. Now that has been through every generation of Christianity, yeah. but usually they're the minority groups. Like even like the earliest group that talked about like end time stuff, I think was 200 AD. So really, since the the beginning. Um, but when you also think about like uh, read these stories of Christians who are are going through intense persecutions and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, like just being, I don't know, burned at the stake. Like we're not worrying about that. Like, uh, no. And for them, it was the end times, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, we're dealing with difficult stuff, but I'm not being burned at the stake at the moment. So I'm like, Oh, you are do- sitting awfully close to the fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Though maybe that's better <laughs> than coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I shouldn't joke about these things. No, but, no, you, you really shouldn't. You felt that's, uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, please, please uh, cut that out. And, I will, yeah. Yeah. Totally won't, though. <laughs> You've just heard that, so enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be sent back to the States in a week now. Yeah. yeah. Won't be allowed to. Oh, I'll no. be allowed to. I just won't be able to come back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, they, so, the, so the Americans have not closed their borders to us. No. Okay. No. But we, I think we just closed borders today. Is that I no. thought that announcement was maybe coming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think coming. What they said it's coming not, up soon, which would be a big thing. It's not ruled out. But until. to the states, do you think? I kind of feel like mm-hmm. we would always have an open. Maybe not. That would be something. Well, there's no wall to stop us. <laughs> Mexico yeah. closed the border, or is considering it for the states. Guatemala already has. And to they're the going to wish states. they pay for that wall, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that is good. Oh man. <laughs> I think it'll be more of an eye-opening thing for people in the States because, like, we, we kind of have this mentality that, like, oh, nobody's going to reject us. We're the USA. Like, uh, yeah. uh, but if our surrounding countries close borders to us, it'd be like, oh, wait, we're, like, people will do these things to us. And, it's hard to rank sort of countries worldwide, but, like, like the States has not done a great job, objectively, yeah? Like, from what oh, I can understand, even even experts in the states, yeah. like um, um, every, Fauci or what? Well, how do you say uh, that guy's Fauci. name? Fauci. Yeah, and he is listen to everything he says. Uh, yeah. He is like in terms of the world, he's like the leading expert when it comes to these things. Um, uh, but everything he's saying is going against what the White House is saying. Uh, though now it seems like they're it, starting. They've to say caught the up, same I thing. think. Yeah, yeah, in the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. but it's. Hmm. A little too little? It, well, it's one of those things where, like, if the White House says one thing and another agency in government says another thing, that's never, ever good. Yeah. So We haven't seen right. a lot of that in our country. I think it's been pretty consistent overall. Although yeah. it is curious that certain provinces are taking more drastic steps in schools. Yeah, I don't even think that our government, our federal government has said anything. Like, it's all come from the provinces. Yeah. 
Well, th- the re- the reason I thought that borders were closed is because I read something about about Trudeau saying that, but it was actually he just said it's not off the table, right? So like he yeah. hasn't actually said anything. He says he just keeps right. saying well, these things. We're, are, we're waiting. JT. I guess when but you listen to this, when you listen to this, you'll know, you'll know maybe yeah. what what's actually happened. But right now it's kind of uncertain. Mm-hmm. All we can do is sip our whiskey and look at the fire for now. <laughs> but right. kind of okay. going back to history though, like. I think it's important to look at that because if we put it in perspective, this situation is crazy, but mm-hmm. it's not unheard of in human history. And, no, but and in, we'll make it through it. Like humanity always has. Well, some of us will. <laughs> right. Look over at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make it through it because I'm in isolation all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, except if you guys give me. We're a- all, by the way, with at least four feet apart. We drove here currently. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but we are sharing one can of blind man beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's great about the tall cans. You can do that. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it was. It's like that Parks and Rec episode where they all like share the drinking fountain, but oh, they put their yeah. mouth. Oh on, yeah. Uh, um, oh, they they put their mouths. Yeah, right around. Yeah, it. R- yeah. So I saw a kid do that at our school once. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> no. That's they should. <laughs> Alberta should be putting that on their signs. Do not put your mouth on the drinking fountain. I think fear has an ability to paralyze people where you get to a place where you don't know what to do and you're not sure how to behave or act. And then you maybe don't do anything or you do something stupid. So if you're going to live harmoniously in a time of fear, what do you think Mm -hmm. would be some like real actions that you could take? Like for example, tomorrow when you enter the real world, what do you think we're called to do that would look differently? We should have thought of this before we hit record. <laughs> we knew you were going to ask that question, but we didn't really think about what. To I do. did sort of tell you that's what I thought we should do. <laughs> I, I don't like deep questions like oh, okay. that. I, well, I like the oh. shallow stuff. Right, so Tyler, you well, had a point. Well, I can think of I can think of answers that aren't harmonious. Yeah, like so situations, I guess that would um, be good examples for mm-hmm. or opportunities for harmony. Um, like if someone was to. Go on, have a trip planned to visit someone who's vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Like, should you have a conversation w- with them about that? Yeah. Right. And like, I think you can do that in a harmonious way, but yeah, I don't, I guess the, the opportunities are going to come where someone thinks we need to all stay at home and they are faced with someone who thinks this is not a big deal. Right. Right, where like and this it might is, not this be is a for hoax, them, <laughs> or this is not going to affect me. I don't care if I yeah. get the coronavirus. Like, yeah, I'll have a cough. Big deal. Like, yeah. So, to yeah, it's a good question, and, and I think you can have that conversation in a respectful way. But yeah, yeah. I was like, we're all in this together, but we all all don't think about it the same way. Right. Like, it's easy to say like we're all facing the struggle together. You're right. But there are some who either think it's a hoax. Or, or just not something to be scared of. Well, and I think it's, it's different when, like at some point we will all know someone infected. Yeah. Probably. Right. Like right now, 
I don't know anyone. Right. Right. So like, I'm still kind of in that in between, like, should I be taking it really seriously? Should I be visiting this person? Yeah. But at some point it's going to be like, oh man, I'm infected. Or I just hung out with someone who had a bad cough and they might have it. Yeah. And then at that point, then, it's kind of too late, yeah, right? right? Like, yeah. then you start taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I, I think there are two parts to this. One part is the the people who think that this is a fake thing um, is eventually they're going to realize it's real and they're going to freak out a lot. Like, it's not like we're slowly transitioning into this reality, and people who think it's fake and when they realize it's real that this is a real threat, it's going to be overboard. So. There's that reality that everybody's going to realize that this is real. Uh, but it's also our tone. Like if those mm-hmm. who if the, those of us who take this seriously also keep a calm tone all the way through too, that will that will help other people who realize that this is a real threat but like oh this person who said that this is a real threat the entire time is being calm about it but serious is very yeah. helpful. And I think that's what we should all be trying to do. Right. So should we edit out all the jokes that we made in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, is it appropriate if I go on Kijiji and set up meetings with people selling toilet paper <laughs> with no intention of meeting them? Just send them somewhere. Uh, what, you should, nice? what you should do is sell bidets instead no and be in yeah. direct competition to the toilet paper. And so they yeah. don't get any money. I, I think that's. <laughs> Since you brought up Kijiji, I have a, this could have been one of my confessions, yeah. but we actually sold something on Kijiji today. It was like a mattress, like a memory foam thing, like a pretty like intimate piece of furniture. Yeah. Like we've been sleeping on it. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Um, that's good. <laughs> but like yeah. with the virus thing, like I thought, oh, it's not that maybe the best time to try to sell this thing. But this lady came over and she came into our house. She wanted me to roll it out on the floor and she was like rolling around on it, testing it out. I hope you got a picture and, for the <laughs> Instagram no, I account. <laughs> I was caught off guard. <laughs> just a sec. Let me. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's just and then I had to I help expected. her up off the memory foam and bring wow. it out her car. It's, Really? Yeah. Was, and then I was wow. very aware of washing my hands afterwards. But <laughs> I, the, the irony was that she had bought this. The irony was she didn't. She didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she rolled around and. Did she want something to practice spoon with? Just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Can you just cuddle up behind me and let me know if this is going to work? Wow. Okay. So who says the economy is going to slow down? If you can sell yeah, that. Man, it was easy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. But speaking of the economy, too. Uh, with with yeah. the fears that people have, I think we put the economy on too high of a pedestal, like that we can't have good lives, that we can't be happy, that we can't have any sort of peace unless the economy is doing well. And the reality is possessions are not everything. And when we realize that, even though the economy is probably going to tank, it's probably going to get really difficult uh, mm-hmm. we, we can still have fulfilled lives without that. And I think once we stop idolizing the economy, things will be a lot better. But that's my own yeah. opinion. I think the economy People can mean like, a couple of things, right? It can mean mm-hmm. the stock market and the rich, richer and you know corporate greed and whatever. But it can also just mean 
job. A job. Yeah, you know, I have. A job. And, and food. Like, yeah, yeah those like basic survival. necessities. Yeah. Survival is really yeah. important. I'm, I'm yeah. speaking more of like um, possessions. Yeah, no, and, I, I, and, yeah. and people can fixate on the economy, right? Like, yeah. even if they have a job, they fixate on our economy yeah. stinks and. Yeah. yeah, my my American stocks are not doing well at the moment, but that's no, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they'll bounce back. <laughs> well, um, I think at a time like this, when there is uh, maybe some despair, maybe some hope, maybe some wholesome conversation, I think it's often nice to end just by reaching into the deepest recesses of our mind and it, just admitting to each other things that we need to get off our chest. Um, a confession, if you will. Hmm. Oh. And I don't know if you guys are up for that tonight or not. I, I'm yeah. not familiar with this idea of confession. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit pause. I'll explain it to Peter okay. for everyone, and then we'll get right to it. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. Some wholesome confessions. <laughs> At this time of the podcast, we're going to have a time of confession together, which is <laughs> normally what I say in a church service, so this is a little, a little weird. Oh, man. Um, my, my confession isn't really a major one, but this is like every time I'm on one of these uh, uh, episodes, I struggle with coming up with a confession. And I think it's because one of my big things is like, um, I think we should try to be as authentic as possible and try to be consistent in our public life as we are in our private life. And I really just don't have like a whole lot to confess that will take people by surprise. Like, what am I going to say? Like, Oh, I hate Tim Horton's coffee. Like, like Shocker. everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Like I'm, I'm a pretty easy person to read. So, so I just, you're too, you're too good at confessing yeah. to yes, do exactly. this. You know, I think or you're not honest enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like the resume yeah, question. <laughs> Tell us what your weaknesses are. Well, I'm just so good at everything. I'm too good at confessing. <laughs> you, you know, I've never been vulnerable about anything in my life before. Right. I just there don't know go. what that There's is. There's the confession. Like <laughs> so, your confession so that is? My confession is I don't know how to confess. That's <laughs> okay. Right. That's fair. Mine, uh, like sometimes like they're funny. This one I feel genuinely bad about still. Um, our band played a concert at Red Heart uh, Brewery on Friday night. <laughs> we're called the Fallow Years, and we're a band. So yes. shout out to our band. Anyway, we had a show, and uh, you were there, Chris. I was. We were at a table beforehand. I think I witnessed this, what you you're saw about it. to confess. We were having a couple of drinks before the show, and uh, I stood up to go play, <laughs> and I bumped the table behind me. Because <laughs> they had placed it kind of in a... They've moved it. I'll well. just preface it. <laughs> I'm already prefacing my own confession. I don't know about that. <laughs> Gary said they did. Hey, okay. Gary. Okay. Anyway, I bumped the table. Their beer fell over, and they had two cell phones stacked on top of each other, <laughs> and the beer just drenched, like like, it, like totally completely drenched. covered their phones. Like it could, I couldn't have got it better if I tried. Like just, and I was heading up to the stage to play. And speaking of trying to be funny in moments like that, like a just a jackass, I was like, "Well, hopefully you like the music. Like, hopefully that cheers you up. Like, <laughs> like I hope it's waterproof." <laughs> I felt so bad, and like you know, they you had apologized the, for a long time. I did. They had three, like three main people. The one guy <laughs> stared me down angrily the whole time. Like, come on. Well, that, he was the guy whose beer ended up right on his crotch. That guy. 
that happened too? Oh yeah, that's that's what I thought the problem was, and then I saw them drying their phone off. Oh, just the phones. Oh no, his was it landed right on them. Oh, my I I hope you gave feeling... them a card to Harmonious Gentlemen podcast. I feel afterwards. so bad. No, I. Did you get, like but the replace one guy was beer? like thank thank goodness for the one guy who's like it's okay it's a super wobbly table like it yeah. happens it he was, was like, a wobbly table it was and he was yeah. very but but the girl was like anyway if you're listening you're not listening I'm so sorry <laughs> the show was really good and surprisingly I had a lot of fun but I it's saw a them a couple show. times later and it was rough mm. so I'm really sorry sorry people I didn't even <laughs> laugh at the time because it was that serious it was oh, awkward. Wow. Like, I would have been mad. So thanks for letting me confess that. I'm going to go, like, cry. It was (laughs) Peter's, what he said there, it would have been a good idea to give them our card. Like, how to be harmonious. (laughs) Like, hey, you're You're having trouble processing this. You should listen to this podcast right now. (laughs) That's smart. I actually meant to buy them a beer later and uh, forgot to. I wondered, I was going to ask you, did you do that? I think later on, one guy walked by me as I was playing the show, holding two beers, and he smiled at me and kind of gave me like a cheers. And I don't know. His cheers was his middle finger extended. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I felt really bad. Have you guys ever spilt a drink on somebody? Never. No. I'm trying to think if I spilt the Lord's Supper So many drinks have been spilled in the history of people, and you've never done it once. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I just wanted to say no. Let's move on. Okay, I'll do uh, part two to my confession. Part one was last time I told you about my truck that's been sitting for eight months. My wife said, no, it's actually been 10 when she listened to the podcast. (laughs) Um, But that isn't the confession. The confession is I went. So my father-in-law said he would help me. We set up. uh, He has a trailer. It was stuck in the snow. We had to get a tractor to pull the trailer out. It was a whole ordeal just to get the, the trailer hooked up to the truck. We drove into Black Falls. We got there. My truck was still sitting there. I go into the store. I said my fa- to my father-in-law, don't come in with me. They'll probably just cuss me out. So just let me go in there first. And the guy sitting behind the counter was a kid I knew. He had played sports with my son. He's one of the mechanics there. And he said, this is your truck? If we had your number, I would have called you months ago. I want to oh. buy it from you. And oh. I was like, what? That's kind of awesome. He had tried <laughs> phoning a number that they had on file, and the person told him, this is the weirdest quote. I only sell goats to Muslims. And he, the mechanic told him to F himself and hung up on him. What? And that's who we thought was the owner of this truck. So that was like six Wait, that, months ago. And that ago. wasn't you? That wasn't me. <laughs> Correct. I can't. I'm not confessing to that. Anyway, long story short, I ended up selling the truck for cash. And wow. I didn't even take it. So it's still there. This mechanic's going to work on it. Fix wow. it. So my confession is, it was 10 months, and I didn't even pick it up. Oh, I love the follow-up. And you made some money. And I made a couple hundred bucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. Thank you. Thank you. I was really wondering what happened to that truck. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out one truck. All right. Well, I guess that leaves me to make a confession. Mm -hmm. And my confession is that uh, I've been reading this book. And I've been trying really hard to enjoy it. And it's been very difficult. And the book is called <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, oh no. what? And oh, previously I just, recommended on Harmonious oh, Gentleman. I'm, I'm reading this it like hurts. I'm reading it like two pages at a time. 
<laughs> and uh yeah, like, I've had a rough it up well, night already. I've been waiting to borrow this book. I didn't no, know you. Like had. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to like it, yeah. and that's that's it. That I'm trying you know really what? hard to like it. That's actually oh, awesome. But confession. It, yeah. um, it's fair. So, it's fair. You, you know yeah. the book you should read is Sickness Unto Death by Soren Kierkegaard. <laughs> I, I think that'll be much. I'll give that a shot, than, Tyler. Yeah. I think but, I, I think I like. I remember like loving the story. I remember the writing not being like the, the best written book ever. Yeah. But I'm still surprised that you wouldn't enjoy the, the story. But I. Yeah. Well, you know, know, I'm I'm trying. Try- <laughs> I'm about almost halfway. Wading my way through. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, it's possible Graham only got to like to the first quarter and then. <laughs> right. We never know. He's <laughs> actually read the book. This is recommended. This joke because it's. Yeah, it's Graham. Do you here. even read? It's getting like, really old. I'm here. really <laughs> wondering. <laughs> Hey, but you you enjoyed Devil in the White City, so at least I did. Okay. I did like okay. that one. That's, That's true. Okay. That's true. Wow. So how's tomorrow going to go, Chris? Yeah, it'll be a new adventure. I don't know if listeners noticed, but Chris left in the middle of a segment to mm-hmm. take a conference call. Yeah. yeah. In response to coronavirus COVID-19. stuff. COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is. I think Graham edited me out smoothly. Thank you. We're going to try and release this ASAP so you guys can listen uh, in a timely way. Yeah, that would be good for this one especially. Yeah. Hey, and, and we need more followers on social media. We're yeah. actually starting to use them. Yeah. yeah. Like, or at least, yeah, I think we're trying to. So Twitter and Instagram, we're on both. So if you have complaints about our Instagram feed, it's harmonious <laughs> at harmonious gents. Tyler takes care of that. And the Twitter feed is at harmonious gents. Yeah. Do, do you have a mailing address that I could send something into? Mailing address? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No PO like box. Like a PO box? So, yeah. PO box. <laughs> Maybe we should set one up. I've talked to a lot of people who, who say they're going to email but don't. So this time, do it. Hmm. Yeah. Right? No, I've had that too, where people say, I have to, oh, I have the great email to send yeah. you guys. We will just, read. We love reading emails. I, I we basically was, read every single email we yeah, get. Yeah, it's true we have, I think. Though, to have be we? honest, this is another confession. I was one of those people that said I was going to send an email, and I didn't. So, yeah. Could true. you please send an email? I'll send Respond email. to your own episode. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts, you guys? Or are we just going to brave this new world together? Hmm. Yeah. No final thought. The yeah was to no, there's no final thoughts, but yeah, let's brave the world. Did you guys know that my fire wasn't real? What? That's actually the Shaw Cable log? It was a log log of like compressed (laughs) like cardboard. It was not real wood. I put a piece of wood on top just to trick. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. And it just went out now. Yeah. lasted the whole episode. Okay. I'm actually There's a picture that will appear on our uh, Twitter feed. You'll be able to see that. Well, till next time, <laughs> we are the Harmonious Gentlemen. <laughs> that was the worst ending ever. <laughs> we'll see you.